Well, for those of you who don't know who I am or even why I'm up here, uh, you've seen my name in the bulletin. My wife is Mary. She's the church secretary. And the reason why I'm up here is because a while back in my life, I spent six years as a literature evangelist during the summer. So that's about 60 weeks worth of time that I've been on the streets. And I guess uh, that part of me hasn't died yet. And uh, I'm wanting to reinvigorate you guys. So my talk today is going to be about, uh, or I'm calling it, Seventh Day Activism. And I'm really excited about sharing this with you because it's going to give you an opportunity to have something potentially very powerful happen in your life and also literally thousands of others. I do have a little disclaimer, though. This is not a sermon, and I'm not going to be giving a theological talk. This is going to be more in the style of a seminar to help you learn how to be more involved in practical evangelism. This is what Ellen White had to say. The best help that ministers can give the members of our churches is not sermonizing. But planning work for them, give each one something to do for others, and let all be taught how to work. Today, I'm going to be giving you something to do. Sermons have their place, but we need an act of laity, don't we? If you remember in Matthew 15, there's the story of the Canaanite woman who comes to Jesus. Her daughter is being plagued by demon possession. And she comes to him and she, uh, he responds to her actually first and he says, It's not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. And she says, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Today we're going to learn how to feed people those spiritual crumbs. There's a literature evangelist working out of Souls West, which is in Scottsdale, Arizona. And he was at the state fair, which had a record attendance of about one million people. And at the exits to the state fair was a man with a huge, gigantic white beard. And he approached this man because he noticed he was passing something out. It was a little white book called the National Sunday Law. And this gentleman had passed out 7,000 of these books by himself that year already. Well, one of these books ended up into the hands of a gentleman who ended up driving deep into Phoenix, Arizona. And for whatever reason, he discarded the book. He threw it out his window and it landed in the driveway of a man named Aaron. Well, one day Aaron came out and he saw this white book in his driveway, picked it up and started reading it. And he really liked the book. In fact, he almost got all the way through it before it disappeared He searched his house thoroughly. He was turning his garage inside out, looking under his couch, opening his couch up. Everywhere he looked, he could not find this. Have you ever read a book and you just get towards the end and maybe you misplace it or for whatever reason you can't get to the end? It can be very frustrating not to know the end of a book. Well, a few months later... This literature evangelist is going door to door in Phoenix, Arizona. And guess whose door he knocks on? Aaron's door. 
He starts off by giving him the canvas for the great controversy, places it in his hand and starts telling him about how great this book is. Aaron's not too interested, though. And the literature evangelist can tell by the look on his face, and he's thinking to himself, I'm not getting anywhere with this guy. So he stops his canvas, and he decides, I'm just going to stop and begin making friends with this gentleman. So this is when Aaron begins to open up, and he starts telling him about his spiritual journey through life. He had grown up Catholic and realized that that wasn't for him anymore. There's too much ceremony and tradition. And uh, he tried the Protestant churches, thought they were hypocrites. And uh, he said, the whole time he's giving this this, uh, spiel about his spirituality, he's got a scowl on his face. And he says, you know what, though? You really got to watch out for these seventh-day the seventh day the seventh day activists <laughs> and the uh, literature evangelist kind of has a quizzical look on his face and he says uh, seventh day activists you mean seventh day Adventists, right and Aaron responds yeah 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 those those are the ones you got to watch out for those guys the literature evangelist says, oh, well, what's their deal? He says, oh, these guys are intense. I found this little white book. It talks about the Pope, the Mark of the Beast, 666, and all these Bible prophecies. And this guy got introduced to Adventism with the hardcore stuff, not the fluff right off the bat. <laughs> and uh, the literature evangelist says, well, what did you think? Did you think it was fanatical? He says, oh, no, man. Everything was being backed up by the scriptures. So the LE says, uh, well, Aaron, I'm here for a special reason today. I am a Seventh-day Adventist. And Aaron's eyes went, he says, do you have that book? And he says, no, I don't. But I actually have the book that it was based on. And he pulls the GC back out and gives it back to him. This time, Aaron's a lot more interested in the great controversy. And do you think Aaron read the book this time? I think so. How many of you would like to be mistaken for a Seventh-day activist? <laughs> would you like it if our church was known as an active church? As you went to the door, instead of hearing, Oh, are you a Mormon? Or are you a Jehovah's Witness? Or are you a Seventh-day Adventist? And you could respond, Yes, I am. So the question then is, how can we get involved? So from Review and Herald, 1896. The great outpouring of the Spirit of God, which lightens the whole world with his glory, will not come until we have enlightened people that know by experience what it means to be laborers together with God. When we have entire, wholehearted consecration to the service of Christ, God will recognize the fact by an outpouring of his spirit without measure. But this will not be while the largest portion of the church are not labors together with God. Will the Holy Spirit be poured out if we're not active? So how can we activate the majority of God's church? You know, Ellen White asked the same question. She said, let every Seventh-day Adventist ask himself, what can I do to proclaim 
the third angel's message. Guess what she had to say in response? She said, the distribution of our literature is one means by which the message is to be proclaimed. Let every believer scatter broadcast tracts and leaflets and books containing the message for this time. By a raise of hands, how many of you are believers? How many of you have tracts with you? All right. Well, for those of you who don't, I do have some tracks for you, and I have a couple people who are going to help, help uh, pass them out. So hopefully you should get one of those tracks. While they're passing those out, I'm just going to give you a few statistics about GLOW. GLOW is a literature evangelist, uh, evangelistic program that started off in Central California Conference uh, about a little over two years ago. And now it has grown to about 65 churches just within that conference. And there are a total of at least 13 conferences within the U.S. that are officially uh, involved in this program. And there's at least one in every state. This year alone, they've uh, requested a printing of over 9 million tracks. Now, they didn't start out with 9 million tracks, but it has exploded and church members all over are getting excited about this. If you look on the back of your track, there's some information, contact information. And this is great because no matter where you're at, no matter what track you're handing out, these people can sign up for Bible studies get more information about other tracts or anything else that they may be interested in the subjects that are being listed there. And uh, what happens is they'll call in for that information and the people at the GLOW office will take down their information and then they will revert it back to the local church. And guess who your local church is? That's you guys. And we actually have a program here uh, where we go out door-to-door soliciting Bible studies and handing out literature. So we're already pretty prepared for this. All we need is some people to hand out the literature, and that's where you guys come into play. So now that we have these glow tracks in our hands, the question is, how do we get them out into our community? I think the first thing that I would want to emphasize is be intentional in your sharing. I also want to recommend if you have a utensil with which you can write that you jot down these ideas because you're going to need them this week. While you're in the line at the grocery store or at Walmart is an excellent opportunity. How many times do you just stand there? You might even been standing there and the person in front of you happens to be buying tofu and you're like, oh, they eat tofu. That's interesting. I eat tofu. That's something to connect on, right? Start a conversation. Give them a tract. Uh, There is a story of a young man who had just finished shopping at Walmart. And before he left, he threw a couple glow tracts into the cart. A few hours later, a man named Rufi pulls up, grabs the cart, and starts heading into Walmart. But he notices that there's some trash in the cart, so he grabs it and he's about to throw it away 
when something catches his attention, and it's a tract called A Day to Remember, which is about the Sabbath. And he realizes this is a direct answer to prayer. Well, what had he been praying about? Well, just early, earlier, Rufi had put his kids into vacation Bible school at a Seventh-day Adventist church. And their son had come home and said they'd been learning about the Ten Commandments. And he was wondering why they didn't keep the Sabbath. Well, Rufi and his wife began praying about it, wondering what they should do. And what do you know? A few days later, he finds a glow track at Walmart. And as a result, Rufi and his family are learning more about the Sabbath. Uh, the other thing that you can do is gas stations. These glow tracks are really, really small. And if you notice, you can stick them where the receipt comes out. So, you know, they can be learning about the state of the dead as they're pumping gas. <laughs> or any, uh, any other number of uh, topics that you choose to slide in there. Um, another place you can leave them is in restaurants. You can leave it with your tip. You can leave it in the menu. You can leave it in the drinks menu. You can... Leave it in uh, numerous places. I, you wouldn't normally think that you can do literature evangelism while you're eating out, but your options are almost lip, limitless, and that's why Glow is so neat. I mean, whether you're on the run going through a fast food restaurant or sitting in to dine, uh, you can be a blessing to those who you're with. There is one literature evangelist who was eating at Spaghetti Factory, and the waiter came in and you know, wasn't expecting much response from his question, but he said to the waiter, how are you doing? And the guy just burst into tears. And he's like, whoa, I guess it's not your day. And he says, well, actually, today is the one-year anniversary of my brother's death in a drive-by shooting. And he wasn't sure what tracks he had with him that day, but he reached into his pocket without looking. And the first track that he pulled out was, does God care that I'm hurting? God directs, doesn't he? God knew exactly what he needed at that moment. How many of you get bills in the mail? You ever get those envelopes where they're already addressed and the postage has been paid for? I think you know where I'm going with this. Stick some tracks in there. It's free, right? I mean, there's only one of two things that can happen. It'll either get thrown away or someone's going to get baptized. There was a woman who heard about the GLOW program and she took one of these tracks and she sent it to a friend, Lucy, in another state. Uh, Lucy really liked the track. It was What Happens When You Die. So it was about the state of the dead. And she photocopied it and sent it to her brother in still another state. So now this track has already hopped several states. The brother really liked what he read. In fact, he called his sister up and they had a Bible study over the phone. And as soon as he got done with that, he called up Glow and he says, you know, I really don't have time for the home Bible studies. I want to know where the nearest Seventh-day Adventist church is. Another option is uh, putting them on your desk if you uh, work at a desk. Uh, 
making them available for people just to grab. I know that Glow offers some like brochure holders for that, but you don't have to invest in that. You can just have a pile of them laying there. Another option is large gatherings. For example, at flea markets, concerts. We have market night that happens during the summer here in Beaumont. We have market night going year-round in Redlands. There's a market night in Palm Springs. I don't know if that goes all year-round. There are lots of gatherings that happen for opportunities for you to be there. And uh, we are advised, the spirit of prophecy, to be at those gatherings to spread the leaves of autumn to those people. There's a church in Clovis, California. They went to a uh, Christian rock concert where there was uh, about 13,000 people in attendance. And they were scouting the exits. And uh, one of the literature evangelists who was there, his exit that he had been assigned was surrounded by four squad cars. And he's like, oh, great. I'm going to see myself going off in handcuffs so they got together and they said a little prayer and just as they were finishing the prayer those policemen hopped in their cars and drove off so they sat there and waited for these 13,000 people to come out they had approximately 6,000 pieces of literature and they handed it out in 30 minutes that's 3.3 tracks a second Here's another place, just leaving it on your table, random tables in public areas um, for people to see. There's a powerful story about Ted. He's a jail chaplain in Merced, California, and he was at a prayer conference for a bunch of different uh, denominations, and he was walking by a table, and something caught his eye. It uh, was a track called, Does God Care That I'm Hurting?, and it had actually been placed there by Ashley, who was a Bible worker for the uh, Merced Olive East SDA church there. Uh, she says later about the experience that she had left it on the counter there after all the pastors had registered. So she wasn't even expecting a pastor to pick up this tract. But one did, and he was very impressed with the material. So much so that he called up Glow and he said, you know, this is great material. I work at a prison. I want to order 900 of these for all my prisoners. And he ordered another 900 Bible studies for them as well. And since that time, he's called three times to get literature for the prisoners that he works with. All because someone left it on a table. 900 people were reached. Another option is laundry mats. Now, I remember when I was a little kid, uh, I don't remember why, but we didn't have a dryer washing machine, so we always went down to the laundromat that was, was down there. And uh, what do you usually see there? There's usually tracks from that other denomination laying there. You might want to dispose of those. <laughs> Put some real truth laying there there's a there's a Samoan church in San Francisco that are really active in the glow program and um, 
Samoans can have an intimidation factor. I was watching, uh, I was up at my wife's uh, house and her dad's Samoan and so he was playing some Samoan uh, video from a rugby team. And uh, rugby is a, a harsh sport, but uh, one of these women was uh, in the laundromat. She had just laid out her pile of glow tracks and uh, was seated, sitting there waiting for her laundry to none. And who do you know walks along but a Jehovah's Witness grabs those tracks and is just about to dump them into the trash. And the Samoan lady looks at her and says, What are you doing? And the Jehovah's Witness lady is, uh, Well, I, uh, mm, you put those back. So she, she put them back gently. Another place is hotel rooms. You know, there's usually always a Gideon Bible, and glow tracks make a great bookmarker. Stick one of those in the Bible. Uh, another one, I, I don't have it up here on my list, but airplanes, those of us who fly frequently, you know, if you pray for them, God will lead you to divine appointments. And usually the person sitting right next to you could very well be a divine appointment. So that's an opportunity. Halloween is coming up October 31st. There's a great opportunity for us. And there's a track that's actually coming out on Halloween. And there's a big thing planned in the Central California Conference. And I'd like to get our church involved as well on Halloween. Passing out tracks. So I'm going to do my best to get some of those. So instead of passing out candy, which is going to rot their teeth anyways... You can uh, pass them out, uh, pass out some literature. So there's some pathfinders who are actually involved in that, uh, you know, the in-gathering when they go door to door getting the cans of food. You know, if there's one time during the year that's a good day to go door to door, what day do you think that would be? Halloween. They're already expecting you to come to the door. So you can dress up like a church member. And you can go out there and tell them trick or truth. And then slap them with the truth. Not on their face, but in their hands. Cashiers at, uh, at the store. You know, sometimes they have some downtime. I used to be a cashier, and sometimes they're... Get bored, and so as you're passing through, just real quick, say, hey, here's something interesting for you to read when you're bored. Uh, there was a, uh, a lady who was working at Taco Bell. She was actually a young girl working through in the drive-thru. And as she's giving this couple uh, the food, they said, hey, here's something for you to read. And uh, it was a little tract. And she ended up reading it, was really excited about it. So she ended up calling on the back and signed up for personal Bible studies. All because of an exchange at Taco Bell in the drive-thru. On the other side of the country in Michigan, a gentleman left a track at McDonald's on the table. And a Baptist minister picked it up and uh, read it, was moved by it, and signed up for personal Bible studies just by leaving it on the table. 
Not too long ago, Glow received uh, an email from a man who picked up this tract, uh, What Happens When You Die. And he was so impressed with it, he wrote him an email. And in this email, he said, uh, Thanks to the man who left it for me in the barbecue grill at Orchard's Hardware Store. Found it in a barbecue. I thought it would have been funny if he had left or found a track on uh, hell in a barbecue. That would have been a little ironic. So there's at least 13, 14 real simple ways for you to incorporate literature evangelism into your, your everyday life. But I want to talk about how to get into the habit of distributing literature. You have to get into the glow mindset. So that's what we're going to talk about now. Uh, the first thing that you need to do is choose a location in your house or your car where you always have a stack of literature to grab. And this will help you get into the habit of, of, of grabbing and two kind of leads them from that. Since you have these central places where you're going to have the literature, make sure you always grab a few pieces of literature to have in your pocket because you never know when you're going to need that literature. And something that I, I should probably actually be number one if we we're going to order these in importance is pray during your devotional time for those divine appointments. God has people for you to meet, people that need the literature that you have. And this will help you meet those divine appointments. Uh, Psalms 37:23 says, "The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord." Claim that promise, and God's going to lead you. Here's an example of that. Some of you might be familiar with uh, Pastor Ivor Myers. He and his Bible worker at the Templeton Church were going door to door, meeting up for a Bible study contact. And the lady that they met at the door was very frantic. Uh, she blurted out something to the effect of her son was in the back and was about to commit suicide. So they rushed around. He's in tears. And the Bible worker uh, pulls out a tract and says, Does God care that I'm hurting? And he gives it to this man. His name was Joseph. And the guy just starts bawling even more. And the Bible worker's like, wow, what, what was that all about? He says, no, you don't understand. This is the third time in a row I've received this particular track. Guess where this man is now? He's in Sonora, California at a Rise Institute being trained to do Bible, worker, uh, Bible work. And he brought eight other people with him into the program. All because there was three church members who were allowing God to lead in their lives and give him the literature that he needed. And it looks like he needed the same tract three times in a row. So you can see how important timing is. So pray for those divine appointments. There's a church in Central California conference that's passed out 100,000 pieces of literature, glow tracks to be specific. I mean, they are saturating their community, and saturation is a good thing. And it's my intention that our church will saturate Beaumont, will saturate Banning, and all our other local communities. And here's a, an example of what happens when you saturate your community. There's a gentleman from this church who needed to take care of some business at the courthouse. 
And as he's going through the metal detector, he's having to empty out his pockets. And he had several tracks in there. So he's laying them out into the little bin that goes through the x-ray machine. And the security guard is kind of rifling through them, actually. And he sees this and he says, hey, you can have any one of those. And uh, the security guard picks up one of them and he says, hey, well, can I have this one? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, the others, you know, are free to you can have those, too. And he's like, oh, no, that's okay. I already have those. I would like this one, though. There was a literature evangelist who was going door to door and he saw a bum sitting along the street. And so he went up to him, pulled out a track and he he said, hey, here's a here's a track for you. And the bum said, thanks. I've been collecting these. And he pulled out a bunch of others that he had with him. There was a girl in Arizona who became really interested in the GLOW program. Uh, She's probably late teens or so. And she was riding the bus. And uh, she had some tracks with her. And a young man sat beside her. And she felt the strong impression to give him some literature. But she was feeling a little shy. Like she didn't really want to engage. And the bus was coming to a stop. And she, she could see him getting ready to leave. And she's like, boy, it's either now or never. So she pulled out the track, does God care? And she gave it to him. And he said, thanks. You know, I was just praying that God would give me a sign if he didn't want me to commit suicide. And I think this is a sign. And he left the bus and she's like, divine appointments. Ellen White said, let every believer scatter broadcast tracts and leaflets and books containing the message for this time. This is a work for everybody. doesn't matter how young or how old you are. You can get involved in active literature distribution. Now, I want to share something with you that uh, most people don't get to hear. But this is something that people at GLOW get to hear. When people call in for these Bible studies, uh, you know, they're not able to answer the phone all the time. And uh, I have some voicemails that I want to hear. And these are real people calling in for real Bible studies. So if we could... Play those for us. Uh, hi. I had a gentleman to come to my door today and give me a pamphlet on the uh, God care that I'm hurting. And I just want to tell you it was a blessing because I'm going through a hard time right now. And uh, I thank you very much. Hi. My name is Thomas. I got a track from you guys. I, I was calling to see if maybe you guys um, uh, come uh, send people out to the houses and uh, talk about the work and everything. I was pretty interested in that. Uh, give me a call back and I'll get back with you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, dear brother, uh, this is Manuel. I just picked up uh, signs of the time, the ancient prophecy revealed the future. I was very pleased with what I read. Um, I'd like to take the Bible study course, the free home Bible study plan. If there's any way that you could send it to me, um, I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much, brother in Christ. It's not over yet. <laughs> Gets better.
Hi, I'd like to request a free Bible study plan. I picked up some pocket signs at my doctor's appointment yesterday. I've been sitting and enjoying those, and I'm highly interested in the free Bible study plan. I'm in a little town called Ashford, which is spelled like Ashford, Washington. And if you have any information in there on how I can get my hands on a bunch of these uh, pocket signs and so on, if you could include that for me, that would be wonderful. Um, I'm new in this area as far as a minister is concerned, and so she I, needs a uh, church. I think uh, Glow is a great way to reach out to folks. Hi, my name is Minerva. I'm calling because I'm interested on the home Bible study plan of Glow. I'm interested because I want to get closer to my Lord, and I really don't know a lot of much, a lot about the Lord, my God. And I really want to get into, into the word of Jesus. Um, just give me a call back. If anything, yeah, just give me a call back. Thank you. Bye-bye. Is that it? Those aren't the... Is it done playing? These are the ones I wanted to hear. These last three are non-Avenist ministers. know this story behind that last minister this is in southern california and he was passing out his own literature at the train station and he ran into an avenist and he had handed him uh, some literature in exchange the avenist gave him his own tracks 
And uh, as you can see, he liked it so much that he called on the back for more uh, to pass out. So all three of those last ones that you heard were non-Adventists asking. In fact, Glow says sometimes they have more non-Adventists calling in for the literature than they do Adventists, which is uh, incredible. Last year... At the Rose Bowl Parade, uh, there's some young adults who decided instead of doing what they normally do that they would pass out some glow tracks. And they passed out some tracks on Daniel 2, ended up in a woman's hands who put it in her Bible later to read. And when she got home, loved it, called up the glow program, ordered 800 more tracks to pass out herself. 100 of these were on the Sabbath. So I don't know if she had been convicted on the Sabbath yet, but uh, you know, potentially 100 other people would be. Ellen White says, more than 1,000 will soon be converted in one day, most of whom will trace their first convictions to the reading of our publications. And in a large degree, through our publishing houses is to be accomplished the work of that other angel who comes down from heaven with great power and who lightens the earth with his glory. Do you know what she's talking about there? Revelation 18.1. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Literature evangelism is to be an integral part of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We have to rise up and take this work into our own hands. The work is not going to be finished just with ministers. Some of these pieces of literature will stay on the shelf of people's homes and it'll get dusty. But the Lord's going to lead and when the time is right, they're going to pick up that literature and the Holy Spirit will convict their hearts and they will make a decision. I'm wondering if there's someone here today who's interested in not just being an active participant themselves, but is wanting to take this back to their congregation and activate your church. This work isn't going to be finished by addition. It's going to be finished by multiplication. And that's going to require active members passing out literature to those people whom they interact with. And we actually have an opportunity for you. Next Sabbath, we're planning to blanket Beaumont City after church. Uh, we're going to pass out thousands of these little tracks. Well, it really depends on how many of you show up. But hopefully we have a good crowd going and we can blanket Beaumont City with these tracks. And we actually have a sign-up sheet, sign up sheet uh, in the back. Uh, I believe it's on the counter, on the table that's back there. You know, We'd really encourage you to sign up if it's something you definitely can do because we have to uh, figure out the logistics of transportation. Let every believer scatter broadcast tracts and leaflets and books containing the message for this time. This is a work that everyone can be a part of. Let us pray that God will help us to be faithful to what we've learned today. So it's just not another seminar on how to spread the gospel, but that it can be an active, integral part of your life. 
Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us now, that you will convict our hearts, not only of the command that you gave us before you left this earth to proclaim the gospel to the world, but the need. Lord, not only does this benefit the people that we share it with, but it transforms our lives as well. And I just pray that you give us all a conviction, give us all a holy boldness to go out this week and share the good news. In Jesus' name, amen.